1: Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and it's the usual crew of Sam and Albert with me. We're going to talk very little bit about Brighton, quite a lot about Sam turning 40. Um, (laughs) And yeah, looking forward to it. I guess Liverpool as well. We'll do some Liverpool. I actually have some Liverpool chat lined up this week, so... um, Looking forward to it. Um, so let's let's crack the beers first. Let's 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 crack the beers.
0: I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer?
1: Um, I've got one from the Magic Rock Brewery this week. Um, please, Huddersfield. We just checked before the recording; they're seventh at the moment. They can make the playoffs and get promoted, and then we can resume Magic Rock Brewery at away games, um, which would be nice um heskiff you actually had a beer yeah
2: i'm also still drinking it i haven't just finished um i got a crate of dos equis which is my favorite beer uh mexican beer from my wife for my birthday so oh yeah we get it It was your birthday all right
1: mate we get it all right all right (laughs) Uh,
2: Uh, so i thought i'd crack open the first bottle and share with you guys
1: um, Albert, on the other hand, said he's got something that would make me cream my knickers.
3: Evening. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're down to the dregs in our house, which is why I've just finished a bottle of Cobra, which is, I mean, listen, I know you guys rib me for drinking Heineken and Budweiser, but Cobra's just not up to scratch, and I think there's a reason why they serve it with curry you know because you're all about the grub at that point so i've had that so that's put me in a bad mood and then the only thing left in the fridge um Mm. who likes jam donuts oh (laughs) because all i've got left in the fridge is a tiny rebel pump up the jam a jam donut pale ale which listeners of the show will know i'm gonna
1: really really enjoy so well, this one's you, for you, Terence. You, you might be shocked, or have you actually had it before?
3: Um, if I've had it before, I would have probably been quite pissed already and can't remember. <laughs> uh, there's no way I'd agree to it under any other conditions. So happy, you know, happy birthday, Sam. Thank you very much. You know, in from one donut to another. Bottoms <laughs> up. I have to say, it smells lovely because it smells like strawberry jam, but I don't want that in a beer. Pump up the jam. Pump it up.
1: Oh, his oh, face.
3: <laughs> I mean...
1: I mean, I've got to be no. honest, I'm, I'm not a fan of that one. I've had it before. I'd rather
3: I'd rather dip a jam donut into... A cobra beer and just eat that <laughs> <laughs> that is not okay but um, happy birthday sam thanks well,
1: well apparently sure. also which is not okay is recording a day late um chris who was our guest on the show a few weeks back from one more point he tweeted us saying thursday night is when i get the wine and beer in for the weekend from aldi whilst listening to back in an s preview podcast but where is it no new episode my weekend is ruined, and we haven't even reached Friday. Um, who's taking the blame this week? Um, I'll take the blame. I'll take the
2: blame. <laughs> um, I don't know what I've got. No excuse. I just say that's <laughs> very big factor. of you because it was quite clearly my fault. But you know, <laughs> it's my new. I'm faulty. I've turned over a new leaf. I'm trying to be more benevolent. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't let you wear that one, mate. I couldn't no, let you wear
3: that one. I I, it was me.
1: Well, it was actually. Um, you could have got away with it and said that we were waiting for Heskiff's birthday present to be delivered, but looks like it's not turned up.
3: <laughs> Can't believe it from someone, and it was from someone who you know is fam- very famous for always turning up. Um. <laughs> There's a slim chance it might still arrive, so I'm, I'm tempted to not spoil it. But
2: you know, yeah, it's, it's for, kind of for the benefit of people listening. I legitimately don't know what they're talking about, but they're both <laughs> smirking.
1: So <I'm> <laughs> Did you
2: worried. not know? Because I
3: accident I took a screen grab to do with it, and I was meant to send it to Terence, but being right. a busy, tired, not concentrating, tit,
2: I sent it to the back of the nest. Well, in in that <laughs> WhatsApp case... group instead. <laughs> In that case, I I do know what you're talking about, and I can confirm there has been no fireman stripper that has come to my house. No. (laughs) So it's a bit late. Vanessa might find it a bit weird, but I'm up for it.
3: No, we, we, we reached out to a palace legend to try and record Sam a little message, but like I say, uncharacteristically, they just haven't delivered, but, you know... By the letter of the contract, they've got twenty four hours left and they might pop up with a late winner. <laughs> Were they
2: called on their ass afterwards?
1: <laughs> um no comment. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, it's Ian Wright. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see if that comes. Hopefully it will arrive for next week. If not, it's just gonna be um slander to his name. <laughs> um in two weeks time on the podcast
3: <laughs> and to think i did i to think i did the bowing down gesture when i last saw him walking across the family stand for the what game was that uh, what, was, what was our last game that was on amazon
1: um was it norwich Le- leeds norwich norwich yeah leeds. i think it was norwich norwich damn uh, anyway
3: happy birthday test once again um, Cheers. hope you enjoy your present that may or may not
1: arrive. Not novel that you saw a footballer at a football match instead of like buttons or Soho. or <laughs> They're on, they're, they're on comms duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking to comms duty, we saw me and Heskip arrived so early at the stadium at Brighton. We saw, um, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher and all the Sky lot walk, walk, walk through the away end, um, did you? To get to where they were going. Yeah.
2: We did. We, we, I mean, we managed to get to the ground before it was even open. So we were
1: there fairly early. Uh, well, this, was, this, this this occurred because um, me and my missus made a weekend of it in Brighton. And I'd previously forgotten that I'd said to Heskiff that no one's going with him, no one's going with me, so we'll go together. And I'd forgot that. So... Heskip had to third wheel it with me and my wife for um awkward. <laughs> no, no, it was lovely. We just we got an early train up to wed Rush hour and had had a dinner at the um diner on the seafront, the American diner on the seafront. Table for uh, three. Table, table for, for three. three. Yeah. And um It's not what it looks like. Yeah, and the same as sort of like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Put my keys in the bolt. <laughs> i was pretty sure though that only set of keys in there like well, that's part
2: yeah.
1: of- <laughs> I just terrence can't drive <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> just and that isn't a euphemism
3: that genuinely <laughs> isn't a euphemism <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i can I, I genuinely have car keys now i have a car but yes you're right i can't drive um but yeah so that was dinner was over by five thirty. so we just got a, jumped to trains to falmer and then you know it's pretty good as an away end but Went a bit mental, didn't it, Sam?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the calm before the storm. We it started off. We were there, yeah, like at six o'clock. Got a beer and we're just standing having a chat. And a very like nervy looking steward walked up to his, <laughs> I guess his supervisor. Bearing in mind, there's maybe like eight or nine people in the in the concourse total. And he walked up to his supervisor and he was like, are "These um, are these all." palace is it is it it going to be all palace in here really nervous (laughs) like like it and the guy was like yeah it's the away end and then walked off and so (laughs) this nervous steward sort of stood near me and terence
1: just legitimately looking really nervous to the extent i I, I wanted to walk over into him and be like you you look you look a bit nervous mate are you are you gonna be there at the front when brighton rush the away end and it all kicks (laughs) (laughs) off
2: And for about half an hour, as people sort of trickled in, he was just stood there, not really, not really doing anything because didn't have to, but but genuinely looking very, uh, very timid and very nervous. And then it all sort of snowballed in the course of about <laughs> fifteen minutes, and he turned from you know a tiny little wallflower to an absolute raging lunatic party animal. And I'll let Terence pick up the pick up the thread
1: yeah literally just we we picked this bollard and just stood leaned against it and then for some reason it's like everyone gravitated towards where we were standing and it's where everyone started Naturally. singing bouncing up and down throwing beers everywhere and singing songs to which you could just see the grin getting wider and wider on this steward's face um side note there was a female steward as well who at one point came over to me and and said are you two twins? <laughs> both, both of us equally
3: insulted for different reasons. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure who should be more upset at that.
1: <laughs> um, but then, it, yeah, say so it all snowballs over about fifteen minutes, and the next thing you got people literally climbing the rafters, and the first bloke to do it jumps up this bin, climbs up the wall and then is on these, they have these sort of separators so they can change the size of the away end and stuff. And he's just standing up there, leads a chant of, we love you. And then obviously when he looks down being like, I want to get down from here, he sees just stewards everywhere waiting for him to get down. And like, he's like playing call of duty or something, but in real life, he pulls two smoke bombs out of his back pocket, cracks them Drops him on the floor and then makes his escape through the smoke. <laughs> it was like a fucking ninja. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's
2: like with the, the 1960s Batman episode where he lets off the bat bomb and then you see sort of <laughs> the, 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 the smoke goes, but he hasn't got quite a, far away enough.
1: <laughs> it was just brilliant. And this whole time, all the stewards are standing there, like really looking concerned, but this previously really nervous steward. He's jumping up and down, screaming with all of the Palace fans, learning the words "so we love you with his phone out, filming the guy. (laughs) Like, what is going on? And it was like he just forgot that he was working and just got ropes up in all of the fun and just, um, yeah, had a laugh. And, like, fair play to their stewards. Their stewards were all, like, pretty actually good-natured with it all. Um, And then the police come in at about quarter past seven, 20 past seven and ruined the vibe um yeah. yeah it was brilliant it was good fun and and actually I,
2: I don't know for sure if it was him He looked like him the, the guy who who sort of chucked the chucked the smoke bombs off and jumped off the rafters may or may not be picking up an assist in fantasy football mm. uh
1: for during the game <laughs> yeah so we the, the guy or or girl <laughs> the, the person they shall remain nameless um who threw the smoke bomb for the penalty was directly in front of us plus one row so when they've lobbed it and it's landed perfectly on the goal line um it's just like he's gonna save it he's gonna he's gonna save this penalty it's just something there's something about it. he just got this feeling that he was gonna save it and when he did everyone was like all over the person that threw it just basically (laughs) like (laughs) Uh, you've got an assist for that penalty save. Like, absolutely got an assist for that penalty save. Um, absolutely brilliant. And then typical Palace, we concede from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, it was disallowed. But um, Yeah, so fair play to that bloke. Um, oh, no, I've, I've given away his, his sexual... His sex again, sorry. Um, that person, fair play. Heskiff, though, it was a bit... Um, yeah,
3: you've, yeah but- you've really you've really narrowed down the, the the amount of suspects by specifying that it was a bloke. <laughs>
1: I've never I've never seen so many smoke bombs on an away game. It was they were literally everywhere, like uh, constantly out back being uh, being let off, <laughs> constantly during the game being let off. I've never been around so many smoke bombs in a game before. Like just ridiculous to the extent that after the game, because I was going back to Brighton to the hotel where my missus was when it gets to the train station, I have to split off from all the Palace fans who have basically been kettled onto the East Corning train. And I sneak off down um, to the Brighton train, which is full of Brighton fans. And I'm like, you know, keep me nut down, hood up, or keep keeping all um, to myself. Get to Brighton station, all fine, walk all the way home. When I, when I get there, I realise that my mask is covered in red smoke bomb smoke. <laughs> So there was no incognito about it. you only had to take one look at me and it was very, very obvious that I was a palace fan, but um alas I made it safe. But yeah, Hesketh, it was a lot of um a lot of fun, a lot of parting, a lot of debauchery. And it was it was acceptable for you to do because it was before your fortieth birthday. Um it would have been fully unacceptable behaviour two days later or three days later. Yeah, um, I've left I've left it all behind. Well, except I mean. you kind of you've gone full on midlife crisis, um, and you and and you've <laughs> you've got a tattoo, your first ever tattoo.
2: Yeah, I mean, much like you, I can't drive, so getting a sports car <laughs> or a motorbike sort of. Can okay, now your swingers
3: party be rubbish?
2: Yeah, <laughs> just Take looking at an empty bed. bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the sports car and the motorbike were off the list, but. Um, I did get a palace related tattoo
1: yeah Uh, do you want to describe it to listeners
2: sure it's so basically it's it's on my arm at the top it says SW16 because I'm from Streatham and I've lived in SW16 my whole life at the bottom it says SE25 because we all know that's where Sellers Park is and then there's a line which is basically like the route on google maps from one to the other it's actually green lane if anyone cares (laughs) That's the road that it is. Know it well, Um, and that's it. And it's fucking painful. And this is the thing. I knew my I I knew my pain threshold was very low because I'm a massive wuss. Uh, You'd think I'd be used to. I bang into. I'm very clumsy, so I'm always bruising. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll be used to it. And within about two seconds, I was like, oh, this is not going well. This fucking hurts. How long Uh, did it take? It didn't take that long. It took about 20 minutes from start to finish. And
3: how did you, how did they, uh, obviously it's a specific line, because like you say, it's Mm -hmm. the route from, how did they do that?
2: Well, I had printed off the map. Nice. And he sort of traced it, I guess that's what they did.
1: Yeah, they trace it on first in sort of like light ink, right, and then draw over Mm -hmm. that
3: basically. I see. I mean, I could do something similar with my journey from Watford to Selhurst. but it'd have to go on like my back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: the fir-
2: one be- of the first people. And I'm not sure I could stomach it. It'd take quite a while. <laughs> one one of the first people that replied was a mate, Dave Carr, who used to play for Streatham Hockey. Um, and he was like, if I was to do the same for the hockey team, he's from Sunderland. And he was like, yeah, same <laughs> as you. I couldn't stomach having it start on my big toe and sort of finish on my forehead. So, um,
0: Thankfully,
2: green, green lane
1: to uh, Streatham to Sellers Park is quite a short journey, thankfully. <laughs> Shout out to Streatham Ice Hockey, who won, won the cup the other day. Oh, no, nice close final. What was it, 23-2 on aggregate or something?
2: 23-2 on aggregate,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. cream, cream and a crop in the final there. <laughs> Fine margins.
2: Uh, there was um, a, a shot from the final, the second leg, where the team they were playing in Victor, who are from Gillingham, boo, we hate them. Uh, had like a, they they had quite a few injuries and stuff, so they they didn't have a big squad. And it got to the point where there were so many of their players taking penalties that everyone had to stand up in the penalty box because it was there were too many people in there. So the fact that we beat them like eighteen-one or whatever the score was in the second leg is not a, a massive surprise,
1: but I'll take it because a win's a win. So they were basically just trying to kick off all the time and getting penalties. Again, yeah, them. yeah, nice. sounds good. Yeah, I
2: don't so, think that even really worked either. So, you know, <laughs> they tried. They're just not good enough. They're just not. Sorry, the, the penny anymore. just
3: dropped. When you say penalty, you mean people being sent off?
2: Yeah, like in the penalty box, like a sin bin for two minutes. Sin bin. Yeah,
1: I What's remember that was EA Hockey. From EA Hockey. Yeah. 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 EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Thank you. That's, that's exactly
2: what it was like. That that rivals your Roy Hodgson. That does. <laughs>
1: Have you um, been working on a Patty Patty V? What a Patrick Vieira impression! yeah No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your assignment. We got we got a week off. <laughs> Two weeks' time, I want to hear your best Patty V.
2: Sam's French. Let him do it. No, but that's yeah. too much of a head start.
1: <laughs> have you heard Sam's French? He's, it's with a South London accent. Like, he, it's not, he'd have it's not to learn. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Off with the jovial, and into the, the sad news where we've had two palace deaths this week. Um, starting with Paul Hinshelwood. Um, played for Palace between 71 and 83, 319 appearances, 28 goals, has sadly passed away. Um, Albert, do you think Heskiff's old enough to have seen him play? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 83, I mean, we were born in 82, me and Heskiff, so just literally at the time of them, but uh, obviously very well thought of, known to fans as Doris um, and amongst his teammates as Fish. Um, and obviously passed away at a relatively young age so pretty sad indeed but you've seen lots of um, tributes pouring out to him and I think at the game on the weekend there's going to be some sort of tribute paid to him in a certain minute of the game with an applause so that will certainly be there and then hot on the hills um, you had Jamie Vincent at just a young age of 46 who played us come through the Palace Youth Academy um, played a Played a couple of seasons, made around 30 appearances, scoring one goal. Um, also passed away of a cardiac arrest a couple of days ago. Um, so, phew, sad times, really. I mean, Heskiff, you turning 40, 46 is just it's around the corner. It's very, very scary.
2: Yeah, really sad news. I, mean, I definitely remember watching Jamie Vincent play. Um, um, and it just seems to be one of those things that sort of comes out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, very sad news. Um, and,
1: like you say, at that age, it's awful. Mm, indeed. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. And <laughs> I apologise in advance. <laughs> T- talking of backs that have gone down under, did you see, Carl Jenkinson signed for Melbourne on loan. <laughs> I, I, I apologize i apologize i've got to make light heart of serious moments they 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 get to me too much otherwise um, but albert this is the guy that a few years back we were seemingly desperate to sign from arsenal and um because we had the goal to put in a relegation reduction in wages clause in the contract he didn't sign for us um ended up at Forest, and he's now loaned out from Forest to Melbourne. Um, how's, how do you think that relegation clause is looking to him now? I don't know if he's on the phone to his agent,
3: seeing if, you know, <laughs> they can still get hold of whoever was doing the Roy. deal at the time. On behalf it would have been Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's weird. He was sort of, I mean, I know that a lot of joke. you know, I remember they used to be like, you know, Cole J- Jenkinson was like, the biggest Arsenal fan in the world who played for Arsenal. He was always, that was always, I mean, sort of stuff that we tend to like as, you know, Palace fans. It's like, oh yeah, you know, local lad and all that. But yeah, just, it was weird. Just, his career's just really sort of really tumbled and and he was on loan at West Ham at one point, wasn't he? I think, was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that before we went in for him or after we went in for him? I can't remember, but yeah, it just sort of in around
1: that. Yeah, I think it was just sort of in and around when we was after him, and yeah, I I remember not many of us really wanting him either. It was kind of a weird one.
3: Yeah, I think it was. It was still relatively early enough in our Premier League tenure that you think, oh, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal youth prospect, and you know, tip for England and all that stuff. So it wouldn't have been like the most disappointing signing just based on his name and his
1: reputation. But yeah, like his career is just absolutely nosedived. And yeah, um, yeah. well, I think he's a one cat. He's going to be one of the one cat wonders, isn't he? He's, um, I think he played for England in 22. I mean, I wonder if he played in the Zaha game. Cause there was loads of, um, uh, debuts handed out around that, around that time. Um, Carl Chenkinson England cap. Let's have a look. um, no search results. Yeah, yeah no, no it, it, it absolutely was. It was against Sweden when Saha made, was it? It was against Sweden. Is it just coincidence that it was? <laughs> was it the Sweden
3: and, game where Ibrahimovic scores the
1: Yeah, that, that, Yeah, it? yeah. exactly. It was that game, yeah. Yeah. So, I, so watched I, was, that. yeah I watched I that on my, on my mini moon
3: with oh, room boy. service on a massive bed. It was wicked at Babington House. There you go. That's how good my memory is.
2: Bet I wasn't thinking of time. Carl
3: Jenkinson that night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, if you just, so other people who played in this game of that sort of ill, you know, Wilf Zaha played. Um, <clears throat> Stephen Colker played. Didn't get many more. Jesus. Leon well,
0: Leon
2: Osman. Um, Wilf and Stephen Colker just played against each other at
1: Afcon. They, they did indeed. do like, Colker they... went to Afcon, didn't
2: he? Mm. Yeah. Sierra
1: Leone, I think. Yeah, well, he assisted the goal when the goalkeeper dropped it. Um, For some reason, Kolka was there. It's the the harshest of harsh um, mistakes from the goalie because it's the pitch that's done him. Like, he's knees jarred in the pitch as he's caught the ball and he's thrown him into the pitch and that's why he's dropped it. But it just looks like the worst mistake ever. But, um, yeah, sad times. But... It, unfortunately, wasn't enough for um, to send Wilf home, but we'll, we'll get more into that shortly. Um, more role-player news. Hayden Mullins, Heskiff, has just been sacked by Colchester, him and Alex Dyer. Um, mad, really, isn't it, that players that we've seen come up through the Youth Academy, retire from their careers, are now in management.
2: <laughs> I know. I was, I was thinking about it the other day, just because Sean Wright Phillips' son played the stoke. And they had Ian Wright on telly talking about his grandkid, you know, <laughs> making his debut or whatever. And it is sad, I mean, I suppose it's not gonna get any easier, but yeah, every time you go and you're like, I remember his dad playing, and you sound you sound like the old man down the pub now by saying that. But yeah, it's weird. I mean I didn't I didn't know about Hayden Mullins. It's a shame. I quite liked him. I think he made his debut in that Inter Toto Cup match, didn't he? Oh, what well, against Samson Spore? Samson Spore, I think he Could might have.
1: have. Done. Yeah, um, but yeah, playing the playing back uh, with Dean Austin or something.
2: I liked him a lot, so hopefully he gets uh, another
1: managerial job somewhere. I was in the days of when we used to play with a sweeper. Do you remember that three at the back with a sweeper? <laughs> yeah. If it if it weren't Mullins, it was Andy Roberts. That kind of thing. It was Andy Roberts first. Then yeah, interesting times indeed. Um, Colchester, of course, in League Two. Go a few places up League Two. You get our FA Cup opponents in the fourth round. Um, Albert, we've sold it out, basically. There's a handful of tickets going. Um, bit of a shock.
3: Yeah, a bit of a boo-boo on my end. Um, a work colleague who I don't see very often but lives in Camberwell sent me a really excited text message saying, I, fi- I finally got my shit together. I'm taking the kids to see Palace. And I was like, oh, great. Where are you sitting? He was like, oh, I'm sitting in the White Horse end because it's with kids. It's the family stand just to the side of the goal. I was like, oh, brilliant. I said, yeah, you'll be, you'll be me, me, being near me and Arthur. That's where our season tickets are. And it was at that point that I realized that obviously it's not a league game. I've completely <laughs> forgotten to book tickets and I won't actually be at the game. So, uh,
1: yeah, a bit gutted actually. Yeah, they did um, open up a couple more tickets this afternoon, um, but I don't think they're in the Whitehorse.
0: Um,
1: right. But yeah, there's, there's um, I, I think it's to do with the allocation that Hartlepool got and whatever, who can take up what. But you, and you and might all have it's sh- done is made me <clears throat> extra annoyed that it's not on the TV. <laughs> yeah. So have a look. Have a look after this. You might still be able to get tickets. Um, good one good one to get the kids to. Right? It's got to be, be a few there.
3: freebies knocking around for you know <coughs> Crystal Palace podcast people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: I would easily see all these videos flying around at the moment of um like vloggers being at football matches and then just getting lambasted in the comments about um why are you getting tickets, you're taking tickets away from real fans and things like that. And that would be you, just getting in the way of real. F- fans. fine, fine with that. We're fine with that <laughs> um, something else would be fine with is this AFCON ref did you see the AFCON ref who blew up 85 minutes <laughs> What the fuck? We need him fucking refing every Paddis game, mate. We'd be <laughs> hot on the hills of Man City chasing down the Premier League title. <laughs> uh, have you... I mean, I'll say if have you haven't seen... We, but we'd still like be all it, tapping but, our
3: watches at 81
1: minutes at him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. It's,
1: um, I mean, it's obviously not an unknown of kind of thing. It does happen, but fucking shit show. 85 minutes. How, how'd you do that? I mean, uh, my assumption was he needed a shit. Like he must have needed the toilet. Like what? What else? <laughs> it's just like, is this? Can I get away? Can I get away with this? I, I think I can get away with this. Um, when a team's one nil down, that's yeah. outrageous. <laughs> and of course, it just then makes everyone immediately think of some sort of like betting scandal or something. Like it's done <laughs> for a reason. At least Gary
3: Lineker had the decency to shit himself on the pitch.
1: <laughs> Unlike Jason punchin who um, did not, went, went no. off for one. Who Doesn't else was there? Someone, I feel like there's another Paddy's player shit thing. Who was that? Was it Ian Holloway kicking it,
3: yeah, off so. the little shit no, it, all
1: over the walls? No, there was the coach drive one. But no, there's. I'm sure there's a, another player who needed a shit. Or maybe I'm just thinking of, um, uh, what's that TV show <laughs> with the manager and they record recorded it at Selhurst?
2: Ted Lasso.
1: Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, yeah. He runs off with a panic attack and oh. pretends he needs to go for a shit. Maybe that's what I'm thinking.
3: <laughs> Sorry, spoiler <laughs> twer- twer-
1: alert. Twer- twer- I- <laughs> when
3: I'm at work, I do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I
2: think I'm having a panic attack, and I'm just going for a big tip out. <laughs> I, just, just a message to to aforementioned Chris from One More Point. This is what you miss when you're
1: going around doing your shopping, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so. Definitely, what he's missing. But what he might have missed, what you know, we should keep him up to date is Afcon information. Jordan and I is coming home. Uh, Garner have somehow conspired to finish bottom in that group and not qualify for the next round. Um, Albert, he's been given a week off, though, so he'll be back, back for the Hartlepool game. He won't be back in time for this weekend against Liverpool, so a bit of an extended break for him. Um, gives Elise a, another chance to Im- impress against Liverpool this weekend? Uh, yeah, but, you know, you sort of...
3: Contrast that with Thomas Party, who <laughs> got knocked out of Afghan a couple of days ago, came home, and then got knocked out of the League Cup.
0: You, you mean, you mean
1: um, Thomas Work Event
3: is what you mean? Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Work Event. Thomas, I thought it was a. I didn't know it was a party party. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at least we've had you know at least Jordan and I who can rest up and hopefully feature in the cup game, but. Yeah, Elise. You know, Elise's is the natural replacement at the moment. Um, and obviously, Liverpool's a, a bigger test than probably anything he's come up against so far. But
1: you've got to stick him in. Mm. When I say, you say, we say, Elise.
3: You're still going with that, aren't you? you really are. <laughs> and I, I and I thought the uh, the jam donut flavored beer was the most distasteful thing I'd had tonight. But
1: you've definitely chucked bow, in a few bow, contenders. Bow, bow, <laughs> it's never gonna go away. It's gonna be there forever. <laughs> um <laughs> Keate and Zaha, unfortunately, not coming back yet. Um well not unfortunately, I want these players to do well. I want I want I want them to have international success. So and obviously Kiarte made the final last time, so maybe we can expect not to see him back for a while. Um if you saw Zaha against uh, Sierra Leone, um, really good performance, yeah. won, a pe- won a penalty, which they missed <laughs> and got a, a lovely assist from a through ball for Sebastian Haller, previously of West Ham fame. I oh, said yeah, was- previously of West Ham fame, recently of scoring 10 goals in the Champions League group stages <laughs> is probably <laughs> yeah. what he's more famous for. But Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the games I watched. Wolf was very good. Um, he was definitely their best player. Uh, there was a couple of chances where he was like completely free, and if they'd have slipped him in, no doubt he would have added a goal to it. But they dicked about with it and didn't give him
1: the ball, so he had a bit of a bit of a paddy. He had a couple um, cleared yeah. off the line, didn't he? As well, a couple of uh, or dragged one wide, had one cleared off the yeah. line.
2: It was great. And then I, mean, I didn't watch the game today, but apparently he only come on for the last little bit. So a bit surprising because he, he was definitely their best player that game I watched. So.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, they're big Max Gradle fans, it would appear their boss. So it's Gradle who normally gets in ahead of him. He scored the winner in that first game. Um, and it's kind of been the case for the last few years that he's been getting in ahead of him. So be interested to see if he's been resting Wilf up and wants to use him in the knockout stages, see how it goes. But um, he's probably still got a part to play. The good news is, Albert, is that Salah and Mane both qualified, so not going to be seeing them this weekend, which is great news as far as Mane is concerned, with, as we looked for Liverpool and Southampton, 13 goals and three assists in 15 games against us, Mane. Yeah, I can't I
3: can't say I enjoy seeing the sight <laughs> of Sadio Mane lining up against us. Um yeah, we need, we're going to need every little glimmer of advantage
1: we can get. So, you know, those two
3: being out is is good news for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, they obviously played tonight against Arsenal a um, night of recording um, and have won 2-0 in the League Cup semi-finals. So, obviously going to be a little bit more leggier than us. Um, but, you know, it'd be one of those things where Jurgen Klopp campaigns about the number of substitutions available and then we'll probably play the same 11 against us and only make one sub. But there you go. Um, i put out those those dodgy COVID tests again and try and get the game. Um, oh, 11 false positives. Unbelievable. What, what's what, the chance? What are the odds? What are the odds of that? So now they can actually then play... Oh, now we actually do have COVID card as well, like uh, another set of games. Uh, These are positive false positives. Positives, these are false, false positives. These ones, <laughs> um, and it will probably be. Do they still have to play Burnley? It will be inevitably when they have to play Burnley, and Burnley will have to call off more games. <laughs> I mean, Burnley are gonna to have to, I think we've been talking about as well, gonna to have to play double headers. I don't know how else they're gonna get it in. Um,
3: Carl, those, those when, are it gets, days. when it gets to the end of the season, I'm gonna change all my fantasy
1: football players for Burnley players because you're just going to rack up the points as I say like just Ben me or Tarkovsky don't even <laughs> don't even think about it just triple captain them five games in 10 days <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh brilliant <clears throat> okay so <clears throat> something a little bit different this week we're going to do I've had I'm doing an opposition view for a Liverpool website ahead of the game so we're going to answer the questions that I've been asked to answer for this article. So I can cheat, cheat, answer it and get it out of the way. <laughs> Terence outsourcing his media <laughs> duties.
3: Have you noticed?
1: <laughs> B- BBC's Terence Ford. Um, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, Come on, my BBC article was fucking amazing this week, even if I do say so say, say myself. I didn't if, think, if you can
3: say it. If, if you I can say, say it. it, it <laughs> yeah. it's, it's,
1: it's this it's this six and a half percent DDH IPA that's um glass is empty, T- tongue is tongue is loose. Mate,
3: <laughs> come, <laughs> come, come, come back when you've had a fucking jam donut flavored
1: beer, yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, in in the BBC article this week, I managed to crowbar in that Brighton were trying to break a karaoke world record attempt by singing Sussex by the Sea with the words on the screen. Come on. That's pretty good going. I can't say I've read it yet. It's on my to-do list. (laughs) Come on, man. It's like 250 words. Jesus. Anyway, so question number one. It's a good one. This can go up to both of you. This is the ninth consecutive year that Palace are in the Premier League. A pretty outstanding effort for a club of your resources. The tone of these questions. (laughs) is holding up a little note that says the C word on it, and it's true. There's a lot of entitlement in these um, questions, as you'll hear. A pretty outstanding effort for a club of your resources, especially when you think all, all the teams that have fallen by the wayside during this period. Can you talk us through that stretch of time and highlight a few memorable moments and perhaps a few unsung heroes? So, I mean, straight off the bat, I'm going winning three in a row at Anfield. Yeah. Christian yeah, Ball. Chris Dwight Gale. <laughs> Dwight Gale. Melee um, um, yeah, yeah, makes next free kick at Celeste. <laughs> yeah. Sacco
2: and Benteke did the little handshake thing. <laughs> just straight up, just all of that,
3: all this. The yeah. camera, The cameraman who got right up. Close to Luis Suarez whilst he was sobbing,
2: and Gerrard had to swat him away. <laughs> yeah, that gif of the liver. That gif of the Liverpool fans. Um, yeah, as we score the third, that's probably my favourite thing
1: ever. Oh god, that one—the guy who's like neck is like his head as well. Yeah, yeah. Just a that Liverpool message board that we're talking about—how <clears throat> many goals they think they'd
3: score to rack <laughs> up the goal difference, just just to you know really make sure they won
1: the league. <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. That's what I'm thinking of. Unsung heroes. I mean, oh, I, did, I, I listed off um, the two have been here basically the longest time. Joel Joel and James MacArthur are both really unsung heroes, I guess. Um, particularly MacArthur, terms so we would never probably none of us thought that we would have been getting a sort of service out of him that we've got and been brilliant for so long. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I've got also. Uh, Marwan Shamak, yes. J- Jason Punchin. I mean, Jason Punchin basically single-handedly kept us up for a couple of seasons. So, and then probably more of late, Jordan Ayew punched that blow. Um, yeah, it was with a belt, mate. He didn't punch him. He hit him with a belt
3: Single, single-handedly. <laughs>
1: Um, But apparently, according to teams in Greece, that means it's acceptable for him to be racially abused by the the crowd. Because because he hits like this. Did you not see this? No. He he was racially abused. And then the Twitter account of the team that racially abused him um, said that, basically because jason Puncheon has had a bit of a sketchy past himself it's okay for people to be racist towards him on the official twitter account of like aek was it or someone like that it was like, yeah, one of, like one of the big big teams in greece who played champions league football on the official account <laughs> on the
3: official account
1: on any account it's unacceptable yeah. just for the it record wasn't, it wasn't one tweet as well it was like multiple tweets like they were making a statement and it just got oh. worse and worse <laughs> yeah it's just dreadful it's unbelievable um and thankfully P- pathos s- have really stuck up for Punchin and um yeah he seems to be enjoying his time there at least okay well, i think i've got enough to answer that thank you for your help guys um <laughs> uh there's been a bit of a sea change at your club from one of the masters of the old school methods in roy hodgson uh, um, I mean, that feels like a backhanded dig at him for his side Liverpool.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: to someone with a progressive mindset in Patrick Vieira, how did the fans view the, empo- the appointment of one of the most iconic midfielders in Premier League history and what has impressed you about his tenure so far? So how did you feel, Albert, about the iconic Patrick Vieira becoming our coach? Uh,
3: yeah, I was. I was down with it. You know, it 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 sort of spoke really well. You know, it's a bit of a left field approach. You know, it's a it's a gamble on someone that's you know have, has a managerial career, but not an extensive one. Certainly not in the Premier League. I um, always liked him as a player, and yeah, I I've, 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 I've always liked Vieira, and I, I you know whenever he sort of, you know, did a lot of punditry work, you know, always thought he spoke a lot of sense, came across really well. And I'm glad that it's, in my opinion, I think it's going really well. I've I've got big, big vibes of Patrick Vieira.
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I need to go to it for that. We all, we're, we're all on the big Paddy V loving this. All good. And I mean, I, the point that I'll add to it is that I like that, um, he's brave and I think he's got a few things wrong. I think particularly Brighton, um, that last sub, um, he got wrong of taking Elise off of Benteke, although then saying that Benteke did make a few big clearances from corners when he came on. So, but took away our counter attacking threat and just allowed Brighton to pour onto us. And we were lucky to hold on. Um, but he's brave and he makes those decisions and it's, you know, really uses his subs and tries to change things based on what he's seeing in the game and what he's feeling. Um, in the same breath where I say I thought the Benteke sub was wrong, we were all thinking that the um, not taking Schlup off was the wrong move in that same game because he'd not been having the greatest game in midfield. But he obviously put him out wide left where we all know he's better anyway, but then also um, was designed to track Lampty because of the pace of that Lamptey had brought onto the game. Still, did work as Lampsi. Still, basically runs rings around us down that flank. He's some player. I don't see how he's going to be at Brighton for much longer. I know some Palace fans will not like me saying that, but excellent player and um, yeah, is moving on to bigger things than them. But yeah, big fan of Patrick Vieira. So good. We know he's never punched a DJ. You know, (laughs)
3: iconic Premier League midfielder. Yeah, never punched a DJ.
1: Last night, the DJ saved my life. Um, Connor Gallagher, how good of a player can he become? Can we yeah, keep bro. hold of it? Can we keep hold of him after his loan period? I mean, he can fuck right off with that question. Yeah, like, I mean, dagger to the heart. To be to be fair, I wasn't
2: like super excited when we got Gallagher. Not that I didn't think he'd be great, but just from seeing him at West Brom, I was like, he's all right. Um, but obviously he plays a much different role for us and has been I mean, for the most part, absolutely amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Seems to really have like connected with the club pretty quickly. Like he, he, he celeb like he celebrates as if he's a like a full time palace player, always bigging up the the fans and not just in a sort of like fans run real tweet kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean Can we keep him after the season? No.
1: Yeah, what's that? I find you constantly see people posting pictures of oh, I bumped into Conor Gallagher on the street or in this bar or in this restaurant, and he's always very happy to post the pictures and stomach all the questions of being like, stay, stay, mate, stay, stay, (laughs) stay, stay. stay." Because all these every time you see these tweets posted, the people always saying I did my best, I did my best to sell it to him. Um, I think we all know we're not going to keep him um, with each performance that goes. I think the only thing that is when he drops a bit deeper, I think he's still got a lot to learn in that position and didn't have the greatest time there at West Brom playing that sort of role. And he's obviously far better when he's at the point, the attacking point of that midfield, pressing high up and winning the ball back there. But um, yeah, so I think three more seasons at Palace will be enough to iron out all those... um, four yeah you're looking yeah. you're looking at me like three ain't enough okay four yeah, let's four do, seasons let's
2: do four and then we win the champions
1: league and then he goes back to chelsea okay good sounds good speaking of keeping players are you quietly confident of holding on to wilf zahart for the rest of his career albert
3: oh uh yeah i think so jinxed it now and i Oh, sorry. Is that a, <clears throat> a media, Terence Media Watch? Clang. The BBC <laughs> just
1: got in touch. We can't post this. No, I think I think I've um, I think I've nowed how to work within their um, requirements. I think I've got it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I think it's a. Um, yeah, look, I think it's. I think it's, it gets ever more likely that. You know he will be here for the rest of his career. Um, you know, unless he's willing to sort of run down his contract a bit. You know the the price drop, uh, the price tag would come down, and you know somebody comes in for him and he just fancies a change for whatever reason. But you know, I think that's a. I mean, I we're a-
1: we're kind of at that point now, aren't we? It's a year and a half left. So Is it? shit, sell him.
3: Um, it's weird don't don't let him
1: don't let him come back for the AFCON. just get rid now like yeah
3: in in my head he's always got four years left because we went through that phase where like he signed a new contract every like 10 minutes
1: yeah Um, which is kind of duffed him up really um and that's why he's been agent after agent as a result of that because sort of sort of house basically through wanting to earn money from himself, basically fucked him of, of basically ever getting a move. Stupid yeah. really. But yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think,
3: I, yeah, I, I don't think it's the most mad idea to say that Zaha's here for, for the rest of his, his career, but I'm sure he's, you know, he's an ambitious lad and I'm sure he's still got one eye on some, you know, somebody of the next sort of level up from Palace taking a punt on him. You know, at one point he was very willing to go to Everton. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean he ain't going to go there now. Fuck I me, mean, let's be honest. But yeah, listen, there's there's other places that he could go if he really if he really wanted to. But
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think those moments are probably gone now as well. Like the willingness to move to a team like Everton. Now we have Vieira and we're playing a style of football we play. I don't think he'd be willing to do that anymore. I think he'd probably just had enough of. You know, he wanted to go and play in a team where they play on the front foot, and that's fair enough. Um, but now we do that. Unless one of the big boys really do come in for him, I just can't see him going anywhere, to be honest. Um, which, considering some of the abuse he gets these days from Palace fans, there'll be there'll be Palace fans actually out there who think we should sell him. But you, this is me saying to you, on behalf of Heskiff and probably Albert as well, you're fucking mental. Um, let's hope he's here until the end of his career. Like this question suggests, uh, let's blast through these last three. From the outside, Palace seem to have a squad... With a good blend of youth and experience. A couple of young defenders sure. in Mark Gay and Tyric Mitchell have certainly caught the eye. While Michael Elise and Everett Eze have shown flashes of their raw talents. Do you think that this quartet is one that Vieira will can look to build a team around? Oh I would say three of those four, yes. Um not so sure about Mitchell. I'm still still on the fence with Mitchell. I think he's very very good tackling and I think he I, I actually think he's decent going forward um, has a decent cross on him finds his man a lot of the time but I don't know something's just I'm sitting on the fence a bit Heskiff help me out um, am I am I right or am I wrong
2: I'm a massive fan of Mitchell so I I think we can build a team around him I mean he's he's learned to improve so much in his game over the last whatever six months under Vieira I, I think he, he can exponentially continue that then absolutely I think we can build around him like in my head he's just a guaranteed starter and that's it and and I'm absolutely fine with it Um, yeah I think those four are are, a great play they're all exciting in their own way you know Mitchell's quite understated but we all love him Gay is as comfortable a defender on the ball as we've seen maybe other than Mama since we've come up and obviously Ebbs and, and Elisa are just really exciting, you know, get get people going kind of players. So my, my only cynical answer is, can we keep them long enough to build a team around them? But certainly I
1: would like us to do so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think um, anyone who sees Eze or Elise for a couple of minutes on a field know that there's certainly something about them. And... Um, Yeah, big, big fan of Mark Gay, like really, really big, big fan of Mark Gay. And um, it's just nice, you know, four Londoners we're talking about there. Um, I mean, I think Mark Gay was, I think he was born in, was he born in um, Abidjan? Like Wilf, same as Wilf, right? Uh, But yeah, like, you know, brought up in London, really, really great to see, really, really excited for the future for them. And again, like you say, keeping hold of them is probably more of the, more of what we're looking at Um, (laughs) a trip to set us part to play Palace is certainly a fixture where Liverpool expect to work very hard for the three points like like last season (laughs) when you tanked a 7-0 have you noticed any differences in the way Vieira sets up sides when coming up against no coming up against the elite sides of the division no basically we went to Man City and played exactly the same way it's not not scared not scared in coming forward both sides will be missing key players due to AFCON. Despite this, who from Liverpool will Palace want to keep under wraps to get a favourable result? Well, Marne's out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's gonna, I mean yeah, there's only one obvious answer I mean, is it Yotta or, Yeah, I mean, how we deal with our fullbacks? It's the same as always when you play Liverpool. It's not it's how you deal with our fullbacks that is the main thing, and why the other guys are away, Yotta's going to be their threat. And then he nicely ends it for us. Do you have a prediction? Yes, we always have a prediction. I predicted one all against Brighton, so in the bag. Good job. What we got for this week, Albert? Tough one to predict because hampered, weakened Liverpool team. They've played tonight as well. Um, finally, time to get a result against them again.
3: Uh I'd love to. I'd love to say yes, but I can. I can see us. Unfortunately, I can see us just narrowly. Narrowly, this jam donut beer is stronger than before. I, um, I can see us narrowly. How do you say that word? Narrow? <laughs> Na- narrowly. narrowly? 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 We, we, we're going to lose by a narrow margin. <laughs> Two one.
1: <And> narrowly. Narrowly. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Two one Liverpool. Merrily, 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 merrily. <laughs> Two uh, 0 Liverpool. Okay, Heskiff, what you uh, what you about? Uh, I reckon we'll
2: play all right, and we'll give them a, a decent game, but I think they'll get goals at like annoyingly good times for them. I think we'll lose three 0 but it that, but that that will
1: uh, flatter them. In um, all respect to the recent deceased Archbishop Desmond, I'm going for a two two. Brave, I know, but um, I, I've got a feeling. I've got a, I've got a feeling about it. So there you go. Um, so I can't even remember what Liverpool site this was. Um, I'll post a link in socials when I write this. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for buying into my outsourcing. Excellent stuff. Um, before we do go tonight, just a um personal note. Congratulations to my sister who has given birth to her baby boy today. No name uh, as of yet. No name as of yet. Um, he is a fat fucker. Eight high in the eight pounds somewhere. Um, but yeah, congratulations to. Have you suggested her. that for a name? Looking... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there isn't. As I say, there's no name as of yet. Um, which is kind of because we have a boy due a in a couple of months as well. With you know we're saying we don't want to like overlap with names and we've been sort of coyly mentioning names to each other and we've nodded and agreed at a lot of the same names. So um, if they pick, if they pick one of our ones of which we don't really have a list, but there's a couple, um, it's going to be family feud. (laughs) I'm trying to think of uh,
3: Palace players with um, two first names. Yeah. First name for a surname.
1: Could you get away with Tyrick uh, and Mitchell? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I was. You know, there was uh, immediately after the Brighton game. Is like, you know, uh, my firstborn's middle name is Jordan after Jordan IU because he'd scored against Brighton not long before the the birth. And then, ha- as a lot of people said, I've cursed him because he's <laughs> scored like two since or whatever. <laughs> um, so people are saying not to do it again, but. Um, I think I'm gonna get away with a middle name and
3: what about Bob? Jean and Philippe? Jean Philippe yes. Mateta. That's in you call your nephew Jean, call boom, your boom, second born
1: Philippe. Jean Philippe Jean Philippe Mateta. Yeah, maybe it's a good shout. Um no, so I don't know. I don't know. Con- Connor, we 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 don't hate Connor. But I can't name my son after a Chelsea player. So Oh, I thought you were going down a Wickham route
3: there, because I know you've got <laughs> his name. I know you're the first person to buy a Wickham shirt.
1: Yeah. Um is a very good name. Vicente, yeah. Who knows? Write in. Give me, give me your suggestions. What do you what do you think I should call him? Uh but yes, anyway, congratulations to my sister. Um Can't wait to have you back at games. Um, Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, Obviously, week off next week. um, No no game. Premier League just chucking in a random break in there. I shall be heading off to Bristol Rovers to watch um, them play for um, my best mate's father's 50th anniversary of being a Bristol Rovers fan. Um, Got a couple of Bristol Rovers legends coming to the game for us. Should be fun. Um, Albert. Good luck at work no. this week. Sounds oh, like you need oh, it. thanks, mate. Really, really, really hope it gets better for you. Heskif. you're old, mate. 40, can't believe it. Yeah, I know. Um, Off to bed, son.
2: It's way past my bedtime. Um,
1: and at this point, um, your next midlife crisis, I'm expecting a pair of like 10 grand Jordans or something. Fucking hell, I'll be
2: out of my house if I ever do
1: that. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, anyway, we're back in two weeks. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. And until then, up the palace.
0: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in.
1: quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices
0: pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with quince go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365 day returns this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans